Welcome to IndieWire's Very Good Television Podcast. I'm Liz Shannon Miller at Lizlet on the Twitters. And I'm Ben Travers at Ben T. Travers on the Twitters. And happy Monday as you listen to this. And hopefully you had a fun weekend. There was no shortage of TV for you to watch. That's for damn sure. I hope you watch the right television, though. You mean House of Cards, right? Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> God, I feel so sorry for all the souls who decided to see what happens in the end. Oh... Uh... I feel like I feel like it's worth watching like the last ten minutes. No, it is just for it fun. Isn't. I mean, if you're not following the show and you just want to see what happens, I feel like you'd skip to the last ten minutes and be pretty covered. No, I feel like I feel like if you did that, it would invite as many questions as you would have had you watched it. So it's a lose lose. <laughs> like if you watched it all the way through, you'd be like, why? And if you just caught up the end, you'd still say, why? Like, why? Why did this happen? And it, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's a, terrible. It's it, very bad. It makes a choice. It does not, I would argue. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue that it literally punted when it got to the end, where it was just like, I don't know what the fuck to do with this show. Who cares? <laughs> so the point is, hopefully you didn't watch House of Cards. Hopefully you watched Homecoming. God, I hope you watched Homecoming. A good show. It's so good. It's really lovely. It's a remarkable show. Yes. Um, so that's not what we're talking about today, though, because um, there's plenty of coverage you're going you're to be able to read about all the, both those shows. Um, even if I think I, I kind of want then your your House of Cards piece to just be like you know that dumpster fire gif. I mean. If it wasn't so widely applicable that it started to lose its power, that might work. But I will instead pour out thousands of words to vent my rage as a horrible infliction of my pain onto the audience, onto our readership, our dear beloved readers. Yes. Well, speaking of things that have happened to our readership, um, you may or may not be aware of this, friends, but apparently... Instagram is going to be where we watch television in the future. I don't buy it. I mean, this is where that's where the kids are. I don't buy that either. You use Instagram. I'm not a kid. Sure you are. Absolutely not. I'm old. I'm old man. You won't understand how Instagram stories work, I bet. Stop binging television. <laughs> well no, this is the opposite of binging. This is the this is like getting it get it getting it in uh, getting it tight. Getting, getting. I would argue that it is actually the next level of binging, where <laughs> you should probably explain yeah. what it is first. Okay, yeah. so um, essentially, uh, there's there was a, there's a new experiment happening right now on Instagram. With uh, NBC has taken um, ep- old episodes of Saved by the Bell and basically transmogrified them for the Instagram audience. And uh, I went to an event for this, and it was actually I found it really interesting, albeit slightly terrifying. And because what they've done is they've taken a 23-minute episode of television and they've cut it down to approximately from like a range of like four to five minutes. And they've re-edited scenes so that like they play in a vertical format versus horizontal. Um, they've added effects and they've added uh, effects and like on-screen graphics and what do you text. Mean, what do you mean by plays in a vertical format? Well, you know how like imagine your standard two shot, like, like two people sitting next to each other horizontally. Mm-hmm. 
Um, to fit them both into the frame on a vertical format, like in the Instagram format, um, basically they take those shots and they cut them up so that they're t- on top of each other. So it's like a Brady Bunch situation. So if 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 you and I were sitting across from each other, right? And typically, and we were on an episode of Saved by the Bell, and we were in the two shot, right? Uh, and you're looking at me and talking to me, and I'm looking at you and talking to you. Yes. They would take me and put me above you, let's say. Yeah. And then I'm looking to the left and you're looking to the right, but we're no longer looking at each other? Yeah, pretty much. That's great. Yeah, but, but the thing is, I the thing is, like, it all happens really fast, so you don't really have a lot of time to take in that yeah, change. Yeah, why would you want to take in the nuance of a visual image? I mean... I think I was describing this to Han yesterday, and she and I was like, "You do kind of lose some of the nuances of the episode." And she started laughing at me because we are talking about Saved by the Bell, which is the classic, uh, classic uh, after-school favorite. Like, did you watch it growing up? Absolutely not. Really? No. You had a hard pass on the Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I really didn't think it was good. I mean, it wasn't. Yet it also, like, I still have a lot of fondness for it for some reason. I understand. Yeah, it's. I think it was that I was. I back when I was. There were days when I would be able to figure out like a way to watch like five episodes in one day, like because there were two different cable channels that were airing them, and then also my local station aired it at like five thirty. So if you timed it right, you could watch all the ep- oh, like a lot of Say by the Bell in one day. Yeah, and I did that more than once. Uh, but it, it, in general, like. I feel well, like think it's about a, how many you'd be able to watch now, Liz, on Instagram. You'd be able to watch the whole series. Yeah, in the like afternoon, in half an hour, and uh, yeah, half an hour. I mean, at the same, you know, at the same time, like there's this. This is kind of the extreme version of uh, that thing that we, you know, we do kind of love, I think, to some degree, which is the fact that the the evolution of the half hour drama, um, like you know, we've got. And you've got you've got your skeptical face on about that. Yeah, it's the same thing that I'd say if like about our our earlier binging discussion. Like the idea of condensing something to the like tightest frame is what is what binging was all about. Like people are just trying to speed through a show to say that they've seen it and to consume it as fast as humanly possible. So them taking an episode that was written and shot and you know <laughs> executed to be twenty three minutes. And cutting it down to six by literally moving some of the frames, like like cutting them in half so they don't even make sense anymore, um, just so people can kind of understand or get the gist or re- or nostalgically remember the favorite moments of a given episode. I mean, that just seems like again they're just trying to get through it. Like they're just trying to to get through whatever it is as fast as humanly possible, instead of like sitting down to appreciate the work that was done to construct exactly what it was intended to be originally. Um, you know, I, I, I'm curious, I haven't been able to watch it yet, but in terms of some of the newer shows, like, uh, I'm curious on Homecoming, if like the Amazon player automatically skips toward the next episode while the credits are rolling because the credits of Homecoming usually have a, an image they hold on for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always kind of audible cues that are interesting, and they're kind of important. You can you could, you could argue that they're expendable, and a lot of people would probably skip them after they saw a couple and realized, oh, there's not some, like, after scene that, you know, reveals a huge new fact. But, like, having them there uh, has a certain effect on how you watch and absorb the show, uh, just like any other like any sitcom Mm -hmm. any half hour program any hour program any program 
how it's presented is is how it was intended to be. Like I was originally presented was how it was intended to be presented. I mean, so. and you you hit you hit that like like if you're watching Thirty Rock, for example, on Netflix or now Hulu, when it was on Netflix, uh, sometimes uh, it, the ep- end of the episode would get cut off uh, because it would be trying to skip you forward. Yeah. Um, which is always very annoying, especially because we were some of those jokes will never get heard because also back in the DVR days they would get cut right. off. Right. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And I mean. Honestly, talking about, you know, kind of your love of, of, of Saved by the Bell via syndication, like catching right. as many as you can. I remember I grew up watching, uh, I didn't grow up, but I, I watched the Friends DVDs. And the DVDs mm. had the extended episodes on them. So they were actually longer than, wow. the, than the actual ones. So whenever I go back and or whenever I went back and caught them on syndication, whenever I caught them on cable and they were cut from, you know, the, or the original air of 22, 23 minutes, I saw them at, you know, 25, 26 minutes. Now they're down to, like, 18 minutes. Like, it feels like I'm getting cheated. Like, it felt like I was getting cheated so much by losing those, like, two or three minutes that they're purposely choosing to cut to fit in more commercials and uh, to give you the same experience as was originally intended by the episode. So the idea of cutting it to six is just... It's just... uh, It's unbelievable to me. Like, I can't fathom... I can't fathom it. I mean, I feel like... I feel like as, you know, you know, it's it's clear you're not on board with this specific specific application. But I am genuinely fascinated by the idea of like what this approach, what you could use this approach for. Like, I mean, I feel like, you know, I I'm a big believer. I I you know, I'm a big believer in the original series in, in like preserving the originals and all that. Like I would never want this to be like the only surviving examples of say by the bell but i'm i do appreciate the concept of remix culture and figuring out like ways to take what is previously existing and do stuff to it in a new and interesting way um like you know theoretically let's say i mean the there's only there are only six episodes that they've done so far for say by the bell um but they're all kind of tied to the idea of now you can go watch the actual show on the nbc app they're more promotional than anything but you know and you know, if you didn't have any connection to Zach and the gang before then, uh, you might find yourself interested in checking out more. Yeah, and I mean, it, yeah. before the new season starts, where they condense everything that happened, all the pertinent information from the previous, you know, sometimes twenty-three episodes of television into a two-minute clip, uh, so that you're feeling fresh and ready for whatever's about to happen next. Which, to me, always sucked. Like it always felt like. It was tipping their hand as to what was about to happen. It was like, oh, that was important. I didn't realize that was important oh, last yeah. season. Now it's really important. You wanted us to remember it, so it's going to happen in this hour. Buffy would constantly be doing the thing where it was like, you know, previously on Buffy. Hi, yeah. I'm a character from two seasons ago <laughs> right. you haven't seen in a while. That was I the might, best. <laughs> I might be important later. I loved that. Like, especially when it was, yeah, like when it was seasons old to the point where whatever they were cutting to looked kind of dated. Oh, yeah. Like, I obviously remember this from the OC whenever they used <laughs> like an OC character. And I was like, you definitely, like that haircut that Ryan's got is nothing like what he had in the last episode. This is so old. But obviously we need to remember you. Um yeah. So I, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think the idea of um, kind of a new artist interpretation of something mm-hmm. and using a format as a guide to to forge that new piece or that new interpretation of an existing piece, I think that could be interesting and exciting. I hate the idea of, uh, I, yeah, I hate the idea of it serving as a replacement. I hate the idea of it being like 
if you did watch this, you caught the gist of it. Don't worry about the rest. And again, I'm not saying that's what NBC intends. Right. Um, I'd worry that if, if it's popular enough that, or if it's if it's prevalent enough, even like just if they're they make enough of these episodes like that, um, it could stand in for certain things or just kind of spoil some of the enjoyment of watching an episode unfold as it is. But given how old Saved by the Bell is and why this is coming out on this format, well, I don't know. See, like, I I was going to say that makes me think that it's geared primarily toward people who'd already seen it. But the idea that it's on Instagram, if Instagram is in fact still what the kids use, makes me think that it's trying to catch a few eyes maybe that only passively saw it before or hadn't heard of it or, or just trying to get them exposure of it, yeah. which is, I guess, fine. But I wouldn't want them to ruin anything if, you know, they were somebody who was going to like Saved by the Bell. I'd be mad if they're spoiling Friends episodes this way. Like, yeah. I would be upset. Yeah, it is NBC Entertainment, so it's not Warner Brothers involved yet. So Friends is for for, for the moment safe. Please keep Friends out of this. <laughs> You've reminded me of one of my favorite previously on uh, montages, by the way, which is from, I think it's, I think it's like a first season West Wing episode. <coughs> and it feels very deliberately like a response to um, a network note where it was like, you have too many characters and they're all very confusing. And so it's literally just a montage of all of the characters saying out loud what their names are and oh, what their yeah. job titles are. Um, and it's, it's, it's it, it's basically it's completely worthless content, but it's also really funny. It's well done. I mean, one could argue that Game of Thrones should do that at the beginning of every episode. So that'd be nice, actually. That'd be fun. Yeah, Game of Thrones should have been an Amazon show, if only because then you could have always like scrolled your cursor onto the screen, and they would have shown the actor and the character name, right. like of whoever was in that scene. You'd be like, oh, that's that person. I now know that. Yeah, that would have been nice. I mean, yeah, it would be. I remember watching it with uh, my then boyfriend, the first episode, and just being in. I had read the book or the first book, so but it was like a constant like pausing and being like, and he because he would be like, "Who's that guy again?" I'm like, "That's Jamie Lannister. He's that guy, that lady's brother, and all that." Uh, and they're fucking. <laughs> yes, that was confusing for him. <laughs> He had questions. I will also note, for the record, that Saved by the Bell is streaming on Hulu right now. And we've heard a lot of talk about how the kids these days, in in, in addition to their Instagrams and their whatnots, do actually watch a lot of classic sitcoms, Friends mm-hmm. included. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, it's not impossible that there, there are youths who have, you know, checked out the show. Yeah, no, I, I would never say that, that that's an impossibility. I think that, again, like kind of the availability of content at the tip of your fingers, you know, you just catch somebody in the right mood, they're going to start it and they could get hooked. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I worry, I worry a lot these days when it comes to the streaming stuff, like with Filmstruck getting canceled and, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's just a reminder of how, you know, temporary all of that feels and, uh, you know, like the idea that they're just they're hawking this now because it's available again on streaming. Like it's good to get exposure for that show that you know is classic and people should catch up with and stuff. But at the same time, to misrepresent it or to give things away before they're necess- it's like just let people watch it. Like let it let them watch it in the way that they should, in the way that it was intended by the people who made it. And sure, Saved by the Bell might be a very 
cheesy populist piece of entertainment but there were choices made by everyone involved that uh, were carefully considered at least by an editor at some point so <laughs> like let them let them uh let them exist as they are yeah that's true i mean yeah it's, it's funny like I feel like I feel like there's so few shows like Saved by the Bell. Like I guess that's what kind of what Netflix has been doing recently, where they kind of aiming for that target between like the you know kind of the tweener audience and like you know making shows that theoretically adults can watch too. Um, yeah, let the people watch the shows. Yeah, like um, it's it, you know there's advertisements for a reason, and I don't think those need to be six minutes long. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just grumpy. It's been a week. It's been a week. It's been a lot. Everyone, Everyone's voting tomorrow, right, as you listen to this on Monday? Yeah, fuckers. Get yeah. to the polls. <clears throat> yeah. Find your polling place. Start reading up on propositions. There's some There's some good ones. There's a tech in Los Angeles. There's a, uh, a, 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 a rule about a, about a increasing uh, rent control laws. Mm-hmm. That's good. Sure. Yeah. This is a very good part of the podcast where we just go into political rambling. I think this is definitely the point where I should ask you, Ben, what's the next, what's, what's the best thing you watched last week? It's Homecoming. Okay. It is. Like, and you finished it. Yeah. Okay. It's cool. great. Yeah. Like, I, I was talking about it earlier. We get a lot of requests from PR people when we get screeners. We say we're going to review something. And, you know, some of them are weird. Uh, but a lot of the time, if we're trying to review it early for whatever reason, they ask us to wait because, you know, they want it closer to the release date or, you know, they just want us to watch more episodes. And, and with Amazon, with, with Homecoming, it was coming out at TIFF and we wanted to get a review up time to TIFF because that's what a lot of people do. And mm-hmm. um, they were giving us, kindly giving us the first four episodes, which was great. Um, and they were like, we kind of hope, you know, that you'll get a review up once you've seen all of them because it's important you see all of them. And you know, I love the first four. So I was like, this is great. This is so fun. Like I, I, and I'd listened to the podcast. So I felt like I kind of knew where it was going. Um, and having, having seen all 10, <laughs> there was, this was just a very wise, experienced request from these wonderful Amazon reps to do it. Cause it's, it's so much better. Like I, I've, I hope there's an article up as we speak about, you know, just how great the show ends up being uh and and it, it starts great like it, it's yeah. one of these things where i'm just going to repeat myself a lot and run out of superlatives but i feel like there is a lot we can discuss in terms of homecoming and i'm just hoping enough people watch it that we get the chance to right. um but it's i mean it's one of the best shows of the year it's fantastic yeah um this uh, no spoilers but do you stand with me i personally feel like episode eight is the best episode not that you know it makes sense to call out one or the other because it is a really nice unified whole, but episode eight really got me. I I gotta go back and look kind of through my notes about some of the specifics. I think the the I think we're going to have a a debate at some point about <laughs> about why episode eight is the popular pick because again everybody i talk to keeps saying episode eight and, and episode eight is great they're all great um uh you have a different opinion though i think it's one of the best endings to a television season i've ever seen it's so a it's, really good ending it's really difficult for me 
when I think about the standout moments of each of those episodes to put those against each other and then look back at the narrative. But again, I need a little time. We'll see. I, there's, there are some really good episodes. It's a really good show. It's very, very good. Anyway. um, Well done, Sam. Please watch that show. You wonderful listeners. Not, not, (laughs) what did I call our readers earlier? I don't know. I don't know. I was punishing them for something. I won't punish you if you watch Homecoming. I don't know if that was Yeah. But uh, Liz, what was the best thing you watched last week? I wrote this down. Cause now I'm glad I did because I, I was blanking. I was, oh, well. <laughs> I wrote down House of Cards just to make you mad. Um, You're a monster. <laughs> I, I kind of just, I don't know. Um, that show, man. I watched so terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I have a weird fondness for it, just based on years of having covered it. Um, that doesn't mean it's good. Um, uh, I feel like I could talk about this. Um, I, I mean, I gave the fourth season the best review, like the, the highest grade of any of the seasons, and I'd have to go back and kind of rewatch it now to see if that idea holds up. I don't think it probably does, but whatever they did in season four got me. Like, it worked. It was like they'd, they'd hit a sweet spot. Three was terrible. Uh, two was outlandish and, and whatever, kind of fun. Right. One was one was new. Yeah. Um, sorry. Continue. Best thing, Liz. Best thing. Um, I'm trying to think of what's on, what I'm not under embargo about. Uh, Five was terrible. What? Five was terrible. <laughs> Just awful. Oh, television. Um, Six is <laughs> I'm going to say I, I feel my real answer is as you listen to this last night The Walking Dead has aired um, and I, I I continue to be kind of like there's stuff in episode 5 uh, The Last Ride of Rick Grimes as, as, as is famously known it's not actually called that um, <clears throat> there's stuff in fi- there's stuff in this episode that borders on cliche um but there's also some stuff that's really good. And in general, I've been fi- been really interested in how the show is moving forward. Uh, episode six is also really interesting. Like, I feel like I'm I've been watching the show regularly, if not ca- if if casually, since the beginning of season seven, maybe midway through season six, even um, largely so that I could figure out what names to put on the photos when I edited our reviews. And and since, but in, season nine continues to be fun. I'm continuing to find it interesting. Fun? Sometimes. The Walking Dead? Sometimes. The show that tortured and murdered two people for an hour and a half, and it's, what, yeah, they, season they, seven they, open? They don't do that anymore. Yeah, I still, I don't think I can ever forgive them. Yeah, that's fair. I, I totally don't blame you for that. I do, I just kind of enjoy, like, that, those, like, little things, like, at this point, like, Everyone's just very, very good at killing zombies. They're like, doop to doop to doop, gonna ra- walk around my knife, stab you in the head, doop to doop to doop. That's the noise they make. They don't, they don't make that noise. It'd probably be better if they did. <laughs> ben, what's the next thing you're looking forward to? Uh, oh, Patriot season two. Oh, I was actually, I was, I almost put that down for myself. Yeah, I um, I mean, it's been a while <laughs> since. Patriot season one dropped, and when it did, it didn't make much of a noise. But uh, you know, it's gathered a little bit of a cult following. There were certain some uh, prominent supporters out there who eventually got around to watching it and saying, "Hey, this is pretty good." Um, I definitely need to refresh myself about season one before digging into season two. But season two comes out this Friday, as you're listening to it, November seventh. Right. 
Ninth? Ninth. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, you're right. I'm way off. Um, and, you know, if it can kind of continue the quirky, steady-paced examination of this... Um, I guess he's a spy. Is he a spy? I think I think spy is probably the simplest explanation. Yeah, it's secret yeah, agent. Simplest, yeah. Secret agent's probably better. Um, but if it can continue that uh, to the same effect, then it, it'll be a great season. And um, I'm looking forward to see what they did with their time and what they do with the new cast members. And um, if this was one that you haven't caught up on then it gives you another reason to subscribe to amazon and while you're doing that watch homecoming you're making homecoming or whatever um liz what are you looking forward to next not patriot yes um patriot choice two yes well i just mean i've just been meaning to check it out because you you had you you've been so positive about it and i said i told a pr rep i would um (laughs) Sometimes I You're some, just exposing PR reps left and right today. Yep. It's like we're having all these conversations with reps. That's what we do most of the time. It's like the, the job day. is like eighty percent writing emails to PR people, and then the rest of it is writing. Ten percent sleep. Ten percent. Ten percent sleep. Um, so I, I'm going to shout out for Hulu's The Bisexual, um, which is by a filmmaker whose name I have a hard time saying. Ben, do you, can you do it any better than me? Uh, I don't even remember who made it. Uh, okay, wait, hold on one second. We're going to pull this info up. Um, Desiree Akhavian. Ak- Ak- and why would you think that I could do better than you? I, I have a know, terrible cause... history with these things. Yeah, but you're like a film. You, you you know film stuff sometimes. I don't think that qualifies as film stuff. Well, she's a filmmaker. Oh, I see what you mean. No, um, I still don't know their names. Yes. Uh, but she made the, she made the film called... Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Spiel. Spiel. Beardo. Julia Rapperts. She's so good. She's really good, man. A couple of my interviews, I was just like, "How do you know? You know, what is it like to cast Julia Roberts?" And she, they're just like, "She's just so good." You just turn on, like, how do you capture that? Mo-? Like, I was like, "There's this one moment I really love," and like, "How did? You know, tell me about filming that. Like, what did it take to make that happen?" And they were like, "Cast Julia Roberts. She will make that a moment happen." Um, <clears throat> But anyways, bisexual. It's on. It's going to be on Hulu. It's um, about a woman who breaks up with her long-term partner and then basically ends up starting to date men. Um, there's a lot of characters. Steve Green, our lovely colleague, has been has seen more than I have. I've only seen a little bit, but he's been raving about it. So I'm hoping to dig in and check it out properly. Yeah. Yeah. Independent filmmaker coming to TV. That story never gets old for us. And debatable. And you can read that about about stuff like that and more on IndieWire.com, where you'll find news, reviews, interviews, features, all the stuff you like. And make sure to listen to IndieWire's other podcasts, including the Turn It On podcast with our own Michael Schneider, who's featuring a very special guest soon named Max Greenfield, who talks about a very special show called The Leftovers. Jar! <laughs> Leftovers. Is Jar! Great. I love it. Jar! Um, I'm pretty sure Chris O'Fall at some point is going to talk about Homecoming on the Turn It On podcast, and that just means the world's most perfect human being is going to meet Sam Esmail. So that's cool. And then finally, uh, don't forget to listen to the one that started it all, Screen Talk with Eric Cohn and Ann Thompson, uh, the latter of whom got a very sweet shout-out at recent IndieWire honors from none other than Charlize Theron. Charlize, when are you coming to TV? Yeah. Well, she half did. She's producing. She produced two shows. She was on Arrested Development. That's true. She was great on Arrested Development. 
I didn't like that storyline, but I loved her. It's hard not to. Yeah. True fact. Um, you can find Ben on Twitter at Ben T. Travers. And better yet, you can find Liz on Twitter at Lizlet. That's with an I and then an E. Correct. We will be back next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, keep watching television. Thank you.